It's Christmas. I like how we're on two different parts of the song. <laughs> oh, that wasn't the same song. Oh, oh, okay. I was I, doing our Christmas jingle. Oh, you weren't on the Christmas part of the Lord Dump song? I thought I was no, doing our that Christmas, our Lord Dump Christmas album. Uh, sounds of Screaming. Okay, what what tracks are on that? It's just one track of me continuously screaming into a mic for 40 minutes straight. Welcome to Lordum, everybody, I, I, where we make a world before your very ears. It's a pleasure to have you all. This is definitely recorded uh, a few weeks before tomorrow. I mean, uh, Monday. Um, very well planned out. Very yeah, well thought through. It is officially within 24 hours of this episode being launched. It is. We're really killing it this week. Guys, it was it was for for the Americans, it was Turkey Week for us. Yeah, we were real stuffing with stuffing. Yeah, we were a little little bit uh little bit off the rails, uh Friday, six seven PM Eastern. Plug. Uh so we're recording this a day before it goes live. But that's okay because it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be good. It's going to be good. And tell the people why it's going to be good, Josh. Well, you know, we've got two really cool things we're going to do. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to build some sort of monster. Yeah, that's right. We're starting really organized and really planned. Our notes this week say, build a monster, question mark? There it is. (laughs) So we're going to do that. Uh, And then we're going to answer a question from our audience. And we're going to talk about some neat stuff. we got a doozy for you this week. But, you know, if you want to send us doozies of questions... How would you do that? That's a bad sentence. Go ahead and send us your doozies at Instagram at the Lordum or at Twitter at the Lordum or at uh, LordumQuestions at gmail.com. Wow. I get more of a dad every conversation we have. <laughs> Who uses the word? Go ahead and send us your tweets there at the. Uh, Boy, that was Twitters. a doozy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that was a dozy of a doozy. Jesus. Oh my god. Yeah, that's right. That was so good, Sean. You knew exactly the right email and you didn't even have to look at your notes like I do. I didn't even stutter a little bit Not when I said that uh, name of the thing. The thing that we talk about regularly, <clears throat> weekly. Okay, so yeah, that's what impressive. we're going to do, guys. So 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 oh, I'm so excited for this. I you and I have built monsters before. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's always We've been monsters before. Every day of our lives. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> It's it's a always a hoot nanny. I'm sticking on this weird use word usage. We're gonna have a hoot nanny building these monsters here. Okay, so we doggy. So monster building. What do you what do you start when you're building a monster? I know I asked you this last time we did it on the show, my, but nice when 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 he's making a monster. What the hell was that? When he's making a monster, um, I usually start. In the place where, uh, where, where, where the concept is. What's the concept of the monster? Okay. After then, the mechanics sort of fall into place. But well, what do you, what do you, well, well, uh, well, what are you feeling for the mechanics of the monster, Josh? I, I feel like we've done some, like we've done some really, really rare. We've done some shit. Creatures. We've done some shit. Maybe let's do something a little more. Not like everywhere. They're not like fucking squirrels or sheep or whatever, but like something that's a little more available. Like, you know, not wolves per se, a little more monstrous rather like than our gnolls. Yeah, yeah, our gnolls or something like that would be awesome. Okay. So yeah. we're going to make a new, not like a different type of gnolls, but like the something same. Like subcategory of monster you know you got your gnolls you got your goblins you got your early level 
enemies. Mm-hmm. We're making an early level enemy. Early level enemy is a monster, not a beast. Just to add in a little bit more yeah. tasty flavor. Okay. Okay. So we've got a classification, you... monstrous. Monstrous. That's good. That's good. What do you look for in a monster, Josh? Well, there's a lot. Like one of the first things I think is one of the biggest mechanical elements of monsters is do they work solo or do they work together is this a group okay because that when you're building a monster how you balance the creature right mm-hmm. a lot of the time mm-hmm. is based off of that tactical element are what, they small and many or are they big in one mm-hmm. that's a good rule of thumb <laughs> if you're going into monster building just because otherwise you can end up making this pack like lore wise pack creature that if you've mm-hmm. got more than, than two two of them together they just absolutely steamroll any party that comes up to face it you don't really want yeah to. you'd be surprised how much damage a group of kobolds can do with pack tactics mm-hmm. it's one of the most terrifying monsters out there it's why wolves can be scary too even at lower levels or yeah. at higher levels you throw them around so okay. i kind of like right. the idea so, of building something we could do in tactics are fun group tactic fights are interesting group tactics they can be a pain in the ass as a dungeon master because you got to track everything. But what do you think? Okay. What do, what are you thinking? Um, I'm liking it. I'm liking the the group thing. I'm liking the group the group uh, herd fighting. So they're group, and we we're thinking they're humanoids. Are they? They're monstrosities, so they can't oh. be humanoids. Okay, that's true. Aren't gnolls humanoids though? Gnolls are humanoids. Yeah. They're not monstrosities. That's true. Let's if let's do make them... let's do mom. There's there's two. I want to do both things. That's my problem. A I'm monster like, is like a basilisk or something. Yeah, us. but a group of monsters is what we're thinking. I I was I my brain was going down the like group of nulls sort of perspective still, but that yeah, I like group of monsters. Let's do that. Okay, okay. So you want to do like a like a small herd or enclave of bestial monsters? Yeah, there's some sentience there. They operate like wolves or even a little bit higher cognitively that allows them to have a bit of a society. Sounds good. Sounds good. Good, Do they build houses or are they just like, when you say society, do you mean like... They don't build houses. It's like, like there's a hierarchy in their... They have a pecking order. Their group, yeah. It's like a pack sort of thing. Okay. The ability to have rudimentary tactics. Interesting. Okay. Now, if I go onto your DM dating profile, what what do I find you looking for in a monster specifically? Does it does it fly? You're looking for something that flies. You're looking for something that burrows. Are you looking for something that uh, strikes from the trees? Do they have camouflage? Do they attack from water? I'm thinking strikes from the trees is what we, I want to do right now. Okay, I it, it just strike from the trees. You were saying these things, and as you were saying that, I was having this mental image of something that was like has a really good climbing speed, perhaps like the ability to cling to surfaces, and like there's this pack of creatures as you walk through overhang of a forest, and they're hanging from the branches above you by like four four All arms right. or something. Here's the thing: you've given me a great mental image, and I'm gonna throw. A compound word at you. Okay. Spider monkey. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so but I think monstrous. we're on the same page here. Monstrous but spider monkeys. Monstrous spider monkeys. And I know I know what you're thinking, people. Is that a type of monkey or a type of spider? The answer is yes. Fuck yes. 
<laughs> I just got this beautiful image of a monkey with eight limbs. Yes. And a prehensile I mean. tail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You mad genius. I love you. Ha <laughs> A little scorpion's tail. Even better. It, when in doubt with a monstrous creature, stick a scorpion's tail on it. Yeah. It's how they made pseudo-dragons. That's true. They took a dragon, put a scorpion tail on it, and said, this is too, this is too much. Small. We make it smaller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's too dangerous. It's too deadly. Let's make it smaller. Just put a scorpion tail on it, man. When in doubt. Yeah. I also like the idea of a prehensile scorpion tail, because scorpion tails tend to be like, they sit in one position and can strike like downwards at a target. Mm-hmm. The idea that this scorpion tail can like wrap around things and like cling to stuff and manipulate objects, but still have a yeah. sit dinger, that's neat. That's cool. Ooh, that's cool. I like that. What if it's like another arm, but that if you open up the palm of it, it's got like a little needle in it? Like a stinger? Yeah. Oh, I like that. What if all of its hands? <laughs> they, they have Assassin's Creed daggers like built into their wrists. <laughs> That'd like, be too much. When they flick it, it just stings, 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 sting. Oh my God. That'd be too much. I Could you? Just, just, yeah, I think the everybody. one works. Okay. And that comes off of their actual tail? Do they have a hit tail? Or is that just one of the eight arms? Uh, I think there's four hands okay and then four feet okay perfect but there's a fifth arm that is the tail that open when you open up that little hand it got like a little stinger coming out of it okay so there is an arm called the the bad touch that's the bad touch touch arm okay bad touch is the ability that's the bad touch okay so it's this has a hand though as well this tail has a hand at the end of it well yeah it looks like a hand it looks like like a scale like Almost like a scorpion's tail's material. You know what this is? This is a palm from Pokemon. Kind of like that, only chitinous. Yeah, it's armored. Yeah, I it's love a it. chitinous a palm. Okay, <laughs> with more arms. <laughs> yes, with more arms. So we're working through the physicality of this thing before we get to the abilities. My mm-hmm. next question for you: four arms, four legs. What's the torso like on this thing? Does it have an abdomen? The torso, or is it more? primate-like primate-esque i think it's more primate-like than uh scorpion or spider-like uh i think the four legs sort of splay out like spider's legs do okay kind of two forward two back sort of thing yeah but coming out of that central torso not like another like big bulbous abdomen or anything like that it's not like a centaur okay i want to make these things even more arboreal okay and here's the concept here. So there are a lot of primates that are like strictly arboreal and they actually move slower on the ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just so we take a quick time out and explain what arboreal means to the audience members that might not know. What they so we're like bipedal, we're land based. Most birds are up in the air. Arboreal, these are like sloths. They're they more go. at home in the in trees. The trees. Yeah. So yeah, okay. so the that. idea here, so, yeah, sorry, uh, <laughs> is uh, this is the weird anthropology background coming out now. Um, I love it. So the idea here is that I like the idea that they have a faster climb speed than walk speed. Yes, that makes much more sense. So we like just them, get in the way. They've got yeah. like a 10 foot walk speed, but their climb speed is like 80. Yeah, you get them on the ground and they are screwed and the party yeah. can figure that out and start to like bait them into like grasslands and stuff like that if they need to fight them. Like there's a whole yeah. mechanic there. Yes, and they have advantage on all tree-based ath- acrobatics checks. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. This this monster is great. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Is it uh, how big size we're talking? Small? Tiny? 
I think small, not tiny. Small? Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, what, I mean, what do you think? Do you think they need to be I small? think small's good. Yeah. I want there to be, like, ten of these motherfuckers. Yeah. And the, I want them to, like, pose a threat. Yeah. Do they, like, baboon screech? Are they very territorial? I think there's, like, a weird hissing screech. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, we always fall like back that. onto that noise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. Now, there is there is another physicality problem we need to solve mm. where's the webs come out of does it have a spider-man web shooting hand oh i was gonna say big red baboon ass oh that's better yours is better <laughs> i was kind of thinking big red baboon ass i went the meme direction you just went the butt direction but you know what I went the, in the joke the bad joke direction the butt direction is good i like it yeah, or do they spit it out of their mouth when they make that weird sound? They just go, ah, and then spits webs I out. do like the idea of them spitting. It's more of a mucus than an actual web. Yeah, but it's, but like, it's sticky. It's, and it congeals together to create like strands. This mucus is like, maybe it's pretty sought after. Like you could do sort some impressive like a, things with it. That, that sounds like a great idea. Are we it's just like harvestable? Yeah, you could harvest it, but it's gross. It's terrible. They're very dangerous. It smells like bananas. They're very aggressive. <laughs> it's like a bitch of a job which is why they hire adventurers to go hunting them sometimes ah oh, that's good stuff are we literally just gonna call these spider monkeys because i do yeah, like you... the idea of like somebody's like we need you to go out and hunt some spider monkeys and the party gets like this mental image of a spider monkey which is yeah. a real thing like a normal spider monkey yeah. in real life and then it's but a then literal it's... spider monkey yeah, they've got like eight eyes and they're like oh Holy no shit Right as the monster spits this sticky mucus out. It's kind of like Paul from the end of Jimmy Neutron episodes, but oh he's got God. eight eyes instead of three. Hi, I'm Paul. <laughs> God, that monkey lives in my nightmares. Oh, so good. It's my brother's name. Paul? Yeah. Oh. My brother is that monkey. Mm. Mm. True story. It's famous. That's been a lore dump fact. That's not a fact, though. He's not really that monkey. No, it's a fact. It's 100% true. He voiced that monkey? No. Literally is that monkey. Oh, Lord on facts. They're 100% true. They're always true and (laughs) accurate. You're going to get our credentials pulled, Josh. (laughs) It moves like that. Fake news, Josh. Fake news. Yeah, that's your new name. Fake news, Josh. Wow. So... (laughs) Do these let's talk mechanics now. Now okay. that we have these these spider monkeys. So they're spider monkeys, they're monstrous small. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have a physical description of them. So we've got a movement of what is it, 10, 20? Like Twenty on the ground 20 and ground. then like forty entries, forty entries. I think forty probably. 50 is, is a small, lot for a low CR. The bigger creature. ones can move 50. If yeah. there's a, like a adult. A matriarch. Spider monkey. A spider monkey matriarch. Spider monkey, yeah. Matriarch. That's cool. Oh, a drider. <laughs> Pretty much. A yeah. drider monkey. A dr- <laughs> oh my God. Phase spider monkeys. Oh my God. There's so many uh, variants of these things you can make already because there's so, so many fucking spiders yeah. in this world. <laughs> Okay. That's amazing. So base movement 20, climb 40. Ad- we've got advantage on... Um, I, and I assume they're proficient in acrobatics. Oh, fully. 
proficient in acrobatics, high dexterity. Uh, do we want us advantage. to give him numeric stats? I don't think we need to do that yet. Yeah, we can probably put that on D and D Beyond later. Perfect. Figure it all out. But you know, we've got questions to answer at the second half of this thing, Josh. We gotta get we gotta get through this thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like I like that look. And again, we can talk about different like versions of this thing later. Because they have chitin, can we give them a and they're dexterous? Can we give them a little bit of an AC bump? Nothing like insane. 15? 14, 15? 16 seems high good. for a lower CR. 15 seems good. 15? Yeah. Especially because they're small and fast. They yeah. wouldn't have an absurd amount of hit points because there's going to be like 10 or 12 of these things attacking at once. Yeah, they're squidgy. Yeah. Usually take it out in a hit or two. Yeah. If you can hit if them. If you can get to them. Oh, man, these things are wily. That's, yeah, that's the whole thing, is, like, getting to these beasties is a pain in the ass. <laughs> Do we give them the ability to, along those lines, disengage so they can strike and flee? Or is that too much? Hmm. And I mean outside of the action. I would say... It might be too much. It might be too much, especially because... <laughs> How about this? Instead of pack tactics, if two are next to a creature, one of them can disengage. I like that. That's a really cool mechanical feature. That's yeah. very balanced. That's a great way to do it. So if more than one of them is around a person, they can disengage for free. Their movement is counted as disengaging. We call it pack panic. Or, yeah, actually, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Like we just, we just added, hey, D&D Wizards, if you want uh, if you want us to come and, and give you cool ideas for your game, just let us know. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, if two or more of these creatures are around you, their movement doesn't pro provoke attacks of opportunity. Opportunity, yeah. Yeah. That's really good. It's like a pack that. disengage. It's That's such a Pretty cool, much. as a dungeon master, that is such a cool tool to have. Yeah. And then we need to talk about their venom. Yes, because they have a scorpion tail. So probably what does that venom do? So their 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 attacks will be just regular, like they can claws make multi attack stuff. claws, right? Done. Yeah, nothing with crazy. Plus three or whatever, something low. So they can make they two attack attacks with times. their claws, or they can yeah. use an action to use their venom. And if there's a mm -hmm. pack of them, that's two attacks coming off of ten monsters. That's 20 theoretical hits on these claws it's a lot so they it's won't be lot. super powerful we'll make sure yeah. that those claws are but it'll be like a plus three plus so three. you're probably not going to hit most people yeah and it's like a d4 or d6 of damage it's nothing like yeah yeah okay established back to the tail sorry so no, their their other attack action can be the tail okay what if and this is just me spitballing here. What if it's called Spider Monkey Venom? Okay. And the idea, the concept that I'm playing with is that it makes you go bananas. So it's like a berserker venom. Yeah, or it just makes you go crazy. Okay, I love it. Tell me more. It's a single effect of the confusion spell. Like it. you roll a d6 if you fail, and that determines your next turn. 
how bananas you go for one round for one round and then you're done you take a little bit more damage maybe but nothing too crazy okay i love that so they can basically eat up turns of parties yeah like a few of them can go with their claws one of them can jump on the back and like sting it hopefully making it go crazy and then the rest of the monkeys can and the dc is pretty low DC's probably like 11 or 12. Because yeah, you don't want the whole party falling prey to this, or they lose an entire turn. Yeah. Did you all drop on one? It's, can you make me 10 constitution saving throws and uh, don't get above, or don't get below 12? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. Okay. These are very, it's very funny because these are very akin to like, like drop bear variants. You know how everybody's got their own version of a drop bear in D&D? Yeah. This is, this is our version these of a drop These are our drop bear. bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it <coughs> bless you okay Nothing so we've got a lot of the mechanics sussed out we've got the aesthetics sussed out. my one question for you is do we mechanically add the web shooter thing or is that just a part of their mobility you mean like spider-man web shooters well like they spit this mucus that we said is sticky do they have any kind of ability like like combat ability related to that or is that strictly flavor uh they could have that instead of the tail venom no the, the tail venom is critically important we have to have that and i don't think okay, we give them yes, yes. give them both. tail venom critically important yeah crucial this is that was your your founding premise here was that scorpion <laughs> tail we can't take that out okay <laughs> um i think just i the 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 mucus thing can be um just flavor, like their locomotion. That's what they build their homes out of. Their homes are built of it, yeah. And they'll spit it at you, but, you know, it can be a, like... It can be a, like, if it gets in your face, the DM at their discretion could be like, I don't know, could, Maybe that's their ranged attack, is they shoot these mucus balls. We could do make it ranged. Very basic. It doesn't yeah. really do anything. They just spit at you, and it does, like, a d4 of damage. Yeah, it turns into, like, a big hardened ball of mucus that just hits you for a little bit of damage. You just call it mucus shot. Yeah. And you can only do one of those if you're yeah. a monkey. It's two either claws, the stinger or the spit or two claw attacks. Yeah. Perfect. We could also save the mucus thing as a variant for a larger one. Like the matriarch, the spider monkey matriarch. I like the idea of the larger. Like if there's like a matriarch, it does do some sort of like AOE spit. Yeah. Adhesive. Because the matriarch is actually the one who usually like builds the structures that they live in. Yes. The I love the idea of like a spider monkey matriarch being one of those rarely seen low level legendary creatures. Yeah. They have Which some we can actions. Build at a later date. Yeah. Yeah. Adore that. They have layer actions. They have like a legendary action. Yeah. And you could like walk into this mucus nest. Yeah. That the matriarch has built that's it got layer. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, so we'll save the mucus. They have it as a flavor thing, a really mm-hmm. basic ranged attack, but the the potency for that comes with higher CR creatures within yes. this taxonomy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I love it. Love it. So good. I mean, we kind of established their, their little hierarchy in regards to not society, but pack as well. Like we've got the matriarch, the matriarch builds the homes. We've established tactics for these creatures in which they try and group strike so at least one of them can get away because of the pack disengage. I mean, they usually don't attack any one thing with less than three monkeys. Yeah. It's got to, yeah, there's always got to be a group of them. 
Mm-hmm. And they know that, and they work off of that. Yes. Oh, is there anything else we need? I don't know. Is there any sort of societal thing? Like, I know we talked about sort of they make these hives out of mucus, but. Very territorial. Any... Hives Very out territorial. of mucus. Strictly, ar- almost strictly arboreal. So forests, temperate and tropical forests are kind of their mm-hmm. homes. They're matriarchal because the larger ones that develop the ability to create mucus nests and dens are the ones who kind of take charge. Um, but mm-hmm. you're less likely to see them because they are the like architects, quote unquote, using that gotcha. very loosely. Uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of flavor. That's more than D and D gives in the monster manual for most monsters. <laughs> I also picture like in other parts of the world there are like spider gorillas. Yeah, like chitinous gorillas. That that and are... that's horrifying to me. Yes, yes, with eight limbs. <laughs> With eight, goro- like four gorilla arms, four gorilla legs, and they're just like chitinous all over yeah. their lower half. Eight eyes. They've got armor that comes up their torso, up the chest that is all chitin. Yeah. That's good. They've got these That's massive horrifying. chitin fists that they stomp around on. Yeah. And they don't have a like a stinger tail. They just have like this big bludgeoning like armored tail that Which, just sort of like flicks around. Like a freaking ankylosaurus. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. With eight it's lips. literally like an ankylosaurus. <laughs> God, that's horrifying. That's amazing. Yes. That one we have to create later. Yeah, we have to do. We have to do this whole. We've just created a line of drop bears for our worlds. That mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that has to be extrapolated on. Oh, I love them. We call them dump bears. Dump bears. Okay, because we. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that's very on. It's not a lure drop. It's a lure dump. It's a dump. Dump bears. So the dump bears. Bears of the dump variety. Sean. Let's jump into the second half questions, Josh. Yeah, okay. What do you We've got a doozy today? of a question for you, and it's from our friend Stormcaller3801. Stormcaller. Storm That's is, be is a very good person. Storm sent us, do you remember this, Sean? Horns for the Stormcaller's horn. That is correct. I still haven't received mine because I, you refused to let me visit your house due to COVID. I'm I'm holding I'm I'm hoarding these horns. I have I need to send you yours. I, I will win the next uh, uh money off or whatever we called it. <laughs> the great accounting. Oh yes, the accountancy. And I'll just send you all. We'll just send both horns rather than splitting them every time. But yeah, they're they're neat. They're cool to have. I'm, I'm looking at them back over there right now. You and I will hold a charity bake sale, and whoever wins the most money for charity will get the horns. The horns. That's perfect. Cat <laughs> wanted to use them for cosplay. My wife was immediately like, "Ooh, these are actually really nice." These are tiefling horns. Like, no, no, no. Those are relics, actually. No, for Lord are, yeah, these are very important parts of our canon. Caitlin. Thank you, Stormcaller, for our amazing or for Josh's amazing horns. Shut up. <laughs> so He's hoarding them from me. He won't give them to me. He keeps me trapped in this room. It's true, guys. He's in a dark room right now, in a basement. Well, Storm <laughs> sent us a question, and it is a good question. It's a very cool question. Um, that question is what's a good way to use natural disasters as in game events slash adventure hooks? Ooh. Mm. That's tough. It's really tricky. It's harder than people think because people immediately think natural disasters, cool man, yeah, like a mudslide. But that's natural a very disasters real are thing. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's a very real thing that happens to people. Yeah. So you have to treat them with a respect, with respect when you talk about them. 
Yes. Like I've used forest fires in Conundrum Company. Those are That's true, but that was clearly caused by something mid combat. Yes, but it's very very akin to. It's still you still pull up the imagery of a forest fire, which depending on who you're playing with in your audience can that be incredibly true. impactful. That's true. I think there's a home burning a down difference. is a home burning down. Yes. But there one there was no homes in that forest. It wasn't really I mean he did run through a village, but that wasn't burnt to the ground. It was just trampled on. Everyone was just standing. the way you described it. Yeah. Um, well, there was. And I think there's a difference between just seeing the forest on fire and not knowing why it's now taking over your home versus chasing a burning monstrosity through the trees and seeing it light the fires as it goes. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more of like a, that's not a natural disaster. That is something that's just destroying the environment around it. To an extent, yeah. I don't know. I I sometimes, I think of it differently. I think of large monsters like that as natural disasters in and of their self. When I, a lot of the time. Jumping on point. Yeah. Like a lot of the time when I look at a forest fire, like it is akin to a monster to me. The problem is that it's a very real monster, right? Like that—that's the differentiation there. And you're right. Um, yes. But a forest fire is akin to one of those beasts. The amount of desolation and damage that a natural disaster can cause. With a oh no, no, fully, I agree with that. I'm just saying there's a difference between not knowing why this fire has suddenly engulfed your town versus seeing a monster cause fires through the forest. There's sure. that unknown aspect, like why is this happening and why can't we stop it? That's a little bit more terrifying than. There's a giant creature burning down the forest. Someone please stop it. Sure, yeah. I kind of get what you're saying. I guess my mind immediately goes that we generally know, and a lot of the time you do know why a natural disaster is happening. Like an into Ooh, yeah. in like contemporary society yeah, like a tsunami yeah. forest fires a lot of the time you know like forest fires it's like a, oh yeah someone had a gender reveal party and it's destroying the world a lot of the natural disasters that you know we track today we do know why they happen like earthquakes under the ocean cause tsunamis earthquakes on land or because of the tectonic plates but in fantasy erupt. periods you didn't exactly know that. yeah which is very and true. in fantasy periods you can come up with a different reason altogether well acts of god are like the yeah. most popular way for a natural disaster to occur. Or acts of the actual elements. Of an, yeah, of an, yeah, or of like, some powerful entity or force. Not even that. You can just have a forest fire because there's a rampant fire elemental yeah, that just sort of lives in the forest. Yeah, that's true. You just have to... Or, all of this conversation skirts around that you... The most important thing as we move into answering this question is you have to be cognizant of what's going to impact people that you're playing with if you're going to do this. That is the most important That is, part. you know, Sean and I splitting hairs on like how and what that manifests as. The most important thing is that you have to be cognizant of your players and audience if you have an audience because... Yeah. Yeah, natural disasters are not a laughing matter. And exactly. so the first step is then treating that with respect. Don't have a mudslide wipe out a village because of funny laughs. Because that yes. happens yearly on parts of this planet and hundreds of lives are lost. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people look towards like things like Vesuvius and it's like, oh yeah, that was, you know, 
that was an interesting historical thing. It's like, no, that was horrifying for those people. A population was decimated in one of the most yeah. gruesome ways possible. They were buried under molten sludge. Yeah. So and it's like, oh. We have, like, that's not to say that you can't do this in your game, but you have to treat it with the diligence and respect. It's weirdly akin to, you know, we've talked about this with other topics. Like, it's about treating the topic with respect, being informed about it, knowing, you know. Yeah. It's not hard to justify why it happens because you can come up with any sort of magical explanation you want. It's more making sure it's not just for no reason or like all your players are actually okay with something like that happening in your world. Yeah. The other thing you can do is time can make things less gruesome. So a lot of the time a dungeon master will implement not just a natural disaster, but like a global disaster as a part of their canon. Mm -hmm. And setting that back a little bit, you will still be tackling the repercussions of whatever that was without making it like there are, you walk into a town and there are, you know, bodies everywhere or something like that. Like, so placing a disaster historically can sometimes be, a good way of navigating that rather than making yeah. it something that's happened immediately or in you know you're walking into the aftermath of something it's they're very yeah. different experiences if there are ways you can set that in your history and then see these are all the ways that society has recovered since then yeah. and people are more okay to be like oh well this is i mean it was a tragedy then but it's been recovered from since and still a very impactful tra tragedy that has likely had implications on society and culture, but nonetheless, yeah. it's not right there in your face. Yeah. Um, more importantly, they don't have to live through it. Yeah. That's probably more. I, I know that, I think in Icewind Dale, they've added rules for like avalanches and how to run those in your games, which of course is a big action set piece and everyone's like, oh, we got to outrun an avalanche. Again, those are things that take out towns sometimes. Those are things that people get buried in. I've been this is a weird. I've been on the side of a mountain when an avalanche has hit somebody. Really? Watched it happen. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> that's horrifying. It's a weird story. I'll tell you sometime, but we won't get okay. into it here. But I literally watched somebody caught, be caught in an avalanche. <laughs> I've had a weird life. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, And those mechanics are good, but you can also position those in a way that natural disasters are weirdly defined by the impact on the human population. The human yeah. So you can have these things occur and it not be pointed at a town. Yes. <laughs> like, like if they're just sort of in the wilderness, there can be um, just random disasters that happen. That doesn't affect any human life except for their own. Yeah. And I think that's more acceptable than you're in a massive populated area and a wave comes from the ocean that's a thousand feet tall. Also consider your disaster. A flood is different to an avalanche or a mudslide. What are the implications? Yes. Like, Not to minimize or measure them against each other, but what do lives lost look like? Everyone has a it's, set of like negatives. Yeah. What do those negatives look like? Um, and then I touched upon aftermath earlier, but again, I'll go back to the conundrum company thing. Displaced populations are very difficult to deal with. 
you need to consider and respect what refugees from those spaces look like because usually speaking there are survivors and how they're treated yeah exactly and that was like I, again I, I still stand by like wanderoot acting as a force of nature in a way that was akin to a natural disaster and there were displaced populations because of that and there were disagreements yeah. on where people should go and the party had to consider how they were going to treat those individuals and i had to consider how the surrounding towns and cities were going to treat those people so like that's another thing you have to tackle and contemporary society refugee populations it's a contentious conversation like that's something you have to you have to consider not only the disaster the lives lost but what happens to the survivors and what yeah. that looks like and the impact that will have again on your players and your audience it's a good point this got really i do love that our show went from mucus spitting eight-armed tree monkeys to the emotional implications of natural disasters <laughs> it's well, weird know, josh it's important to think about <laughs> it really is but lord dump is this amazing pivot point where we go from being feral idiots flailing arms around to like having these deep conversations in, like, yeah the it's a little different when we bring the audience into things it is it's crazy then we're just like oh yeah we gotta be serious hold on we need to <laughs> actually think about this and be real about it. <laughs> yeah and i will say there are also spells that mimic those natural disasters so there are ways to bring them into the game mechanically. Um, Got tidal wave. Tsunami is a spell. Earthquake is a spell. Um, stuff like that. Meteor swarm, technically, a disaster. Yeah. Doesn't happen as often because, you know, we don't pull meteors out of the sky. But that could be its own fantasy natural disaster where a meteor strikes a city. A guy recently had in Russia had his house struck by a meteorite and he made him like three billion dollars off the wrong <laughs> metals on it. So it could also be. A... Yeah. But what is that like that um, famous one? Tun Tunguska. Oh, yeah. The big crater. Yeah. That was a nuclear event that happened before people lived here. Yeah. Like <laughs> or around the same time. I don't know. That's true. I don't know the exact date on that, but it was if a civilization had been there, it would have been evaporated off the planet from that event. completely obliterated yeah yeah so that's you know something else you can add to a fantasy world that doesn't happen as often in real life there's also man-made disasters that it can have especially in D, &D because of the potent yeah. magical power that can have know. the same implication of yeah you did <laughs> um they can have the same implications i mean chernobyl is a perfect example yes of a globally reaching disaster that was man-made so yeah they also kind of play hand in hand because I, I we tend to parse them out in D, D. i guess that's not a natural disaster that's just a disaster it's a disaster yeah but yeah I, i'm just saying that you can have the players can cause things akin to natural disasters mechanically yes. in D, D very easily and so as a dm sometimes you have to please that a little bit like yeah when i'm feeling feral and reckless and i cast tidal wave in the middle of a city onto some bad guys there could be people caught in the middle of that right oh yeah and you have to gloss yeah, collateral past that. damage yeah collateral damage is a is a thing you gotta be real careful because yeah. if your party and can kills innocent civilians that's not a good look and maybe you don't want to set them up for that you can yeah. 
oh, this person was standing 20 feet that way. <laughs> also, depending on how they're treated in your world, some sort of monsters can be technically natural disasters like dragons. Yeah. Depending on how bestial they are, can just burn dives to the ground. Yeah. Again, going like back smog. to those, those smog big monsters. Smog was a natural disaster. Yeah. I get, that's how I treat most of my like large, large creatures if they're not cognizant enough. Yeah, Mogigox. That was a Mogigox is a natural disaster. <laughs> Bastard. Son of a bitch. Bastard. I'll kill him yet. Oh. oh, man. You got any other thoughts on natural disasters, Sean? I, I, the question was, what's a good like way them. to use them? What's a good... I don't know if there's a good way to use them because they're almost unanimously a bad thing. Um, but, I mean, if you need them to happen in your story, just make sure everyone's okay with it. Just, I guess before you start a campaign, because you don't want to be like, oh, guys, are you guys okay with natural disasters? The session before it happens, because they're all going to be like, what, what? are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. We didn't even talk about tornadoes. Oh, man. That's a pretty common one. Tornadoes are scary. You don't see them in D&D a lot, though. <laughs> exactly. Because you don't see them in real life a lot, except for like that the tornado belt. alley. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kansas and all those. Yeah. There was, there was a tornado warning in Massachusetts, actually, not that long ago. What about fire tornadoes, Sean? That's a you thing. You have to talk about that. Because I still don't believe you those exist. I, there's videos of them. It sounds ridiculous. Colorado's a weird place, man. Yeah. We've got a Moltres living out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, they are... It, it all boils down to sometimes we we look at something even personally and we're like that's really neat and going to pull raw emotion and we don't think about historically what that means to us and what yes. that's going to do to us like yeah there are natural disasters that have impacted me and we've lost people because of that in that i would never employ those myself in my world because mm -hmm. i know it would directly impact me even on like a subconscious or emotional level as we were playing you know right because you don't always realize the ramifications of what you're touching upon which is the beauty of D D in some ways until after you've done it but you have to be so you have to be careful aware of yourself and aware of others um that's it yeah yeah or again make it a disaster make it a naturally occurring disaster that doesn't decimate a population i know that negates some of the impact you're probably going for but just consider the aftermath yeah it would be hard to as a player show up in a, a place that has recently been struck with a natural disaster and seeing all that carnage and loss would be almost as difficult as experiencing it firsthand i think yeah. in a fantasy setting I think arguably worse. Yeah. Being helpless to it. Just yes. being too late. That's a great way to... Actually, that's a great way to have a natural disaster happen in your game. Have it be something that the party can fight. Yes. Have them pre prevent the natural disaster. And give them an opportunity to plan for it. Like save people from it. Yeah. Like a dam breaking is a really good like version of like a flood is coming. Yes. How are you going to deal with this? Or like, there's a tsunami coming. How do you prep the city? Yeah. 
What are you doing to save lives? Yeah. Are you helping people evacuate? Are you building up barriers? Are you doing some sort of magic blargon yeah. stuff? I think that's the best way to have it happen is if it's something the party can actively prevent. Because that, you know, no one wants it to happen, so obviously. Yeah. Especially I, if there's a druid in your party. Yeah. Oh, druids. Forces in nature. And yeah, natural dude. disasters themselves. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think that's the truth. Uh, that's yeah it's very true like it does touch upon that helplessness element is one of the most terrifying parts and sean said it a few times throughout this like when you feel helpless to the elements make people feel not helpless to the elements give them a fighting chance Mm -hmm. party's got the skills for it yeah what a potent good way to end that question and what a good question thanks storm that's that's a really good ask. We appreciate you all the time. Thank you for the Stormcaller horn, horns. I promise I'll send Sean's to him soon. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if other people want to ask questions, Sean's. Sean's, you're plural now. Both, I see two of you. Um, there are both of us. Both of you, yes. Could one of you tell me what email address and one of you tell me what social medias they would send their questions to? Would you like to take this one, Sean? Oh, I'd love to, Sean. Thank you for asking. You're so polite and handsome. Uh, you can send your questions to at the Lord Dump on Instagram and Twitter or LordDumpQuestions at gmail.com, and we will see them there, and we will answer them here. Isn't that right, Sean? Well, yes, you do look amazing today. Thank you for asking. Uh, Two Sean's. I'm spoiled. It. Wow. What a dream this is. This is a dream come true for you, Goshua. Double the sass. Double the sexy. <laughs> Double mint gum. Boobity-boop. 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 Okay, everybody. Welcome to Significant Other Corner. <laughs> edit, 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 edit. This is Caitlin. Hello, Hi, everybody. Kat. Hey, Kat. Love you, baby. Thank you. you. You're the best. You're I made that as awkward as possible. <laughs> this is Sarah. Can I say hi? Yeah, Josh says hi. Hi, Josh. Hi, Sarah. So, look at you. He looks so handsome. Oh. So you're going to have to record all of this later. It's going to be really funny. No, I'm putting this in it. at the end. This no, is definitely... I like your hat, Sarah. Welcome to the episode, Sarah. <laughs> Welcome to Lordum. Hey, you're Sarah, you're in the now. audience, Sarah. You're on Lordum. Hi, audience. <laughs> Poop. Oh. <laughs> and that is my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>